This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, members of Congress are worried about stimulus checks going to the deceased and want to know what agencies plan to do about it. Though the Postal Service has seen an uptick during the pandemic, it's not expecting that to continue. And veterans health experts are concerned about a demographic that seems to be taking the biggest hit from coronavirus. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Dead people are getting coronavirus stimulus payments, and a bipartisan group of lawmakers asked the Treasury Department, IRS, and Social Security Administration what they can do to stop it. Senators Tom Carper and John Kennedy joined Congresswoman Cherry Bustos and Congressman Greg Gianforte in reaching out to the agencies. They asked Treasury and IRS how many pandemic payments have gone to the deceased and what they'll do to get those payments back. The lawmakers also asked what access these agencies have to SS death master file before sending out payments. The Postal Service sees an uptick in some of its operations during the pandemic, but not enough to make a dent in its struggling finances. Package revenue grew 7% in the fiscal year's second quarter, but the agency expects that package surge to plateau as the pandemic continues. Meanwhile, first-class mail revenue grew 1.4% because of mailings for the 2020 census, but USPS would have seen a decline in that revenue if not for census operations. The agency ended the quarter with a $4.5 billion loss, more than twice what it lost in the same period last year. Coronavirus has disproportionate impacts on certain segments of the population. That's true of one group of concern to the federal government. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Veterans Health Administration releases figures showing that COVID-19 shows up in high levels. For blacks, it serves. Black veterans made up 12 percent of those tested, but 46 percent of the positive cases. VHA's Office of Health Equity says it's keen to reduce the disparity. It plans to reach more black and Hispanic veterans for testing and, if needed, to get them under care sooner. I'm Tom Temin. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office moves to speed up patents for COVID-19-related inventions. PTO Director Andre Iancu says small and micro-sized entities who want priority processing of their applications can get it without the usual priority fees. The waiver applies to products or processes that are related to prevention or treatment of the disease and that would require FDA approval. A new push to include tens of thousands of federal employees who recently had new children in the paid parental leave law. More now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. A dozen House Democrats say the Federal Employee Paid Leave Act should expand to include anyone who had a new child this year or will have a new child before October 1st. New paid parental leave benefits are supposed to kick in on that date, but lawmakers say benefits should cover any federal employee who had a new child between December 20th, 2019 and October 1st of this year. Democrats wrote to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy looking for support. I'm Nicola Grisco. Military spouses continue to feel the effects of the economic slump caused by coronavirus. The newest study from Blue Star Families finds 18% of service member spouses who were working before the pandemic have either lost their jobs or are unable to work. The study also found 10% of military spouses are struggling to pay student loans due to the coronavirus outbreak. Blue Star Families is conducting weekly pain point surveys to find out the status of military families during the COVID-19 outbreak. 
The nominee to be the next chief of staff of the Air Force is calling for a complete reconsideration of the service's roles and missions. General Charles Brown told Congress he thinks now is the time to reconsider approaches to air power and to reduce redundancies in the force. He added that as the role of the Air Force changes in its support to other services, it will have to rethink even more of its doctrine going forward. A new study by the Defense Business Board raises serious doubts about the effectiveness of DOD's chief management officer. Federal News Network's Jared Serber reports. Based on 90 interviews with current and former DOD leaders, the board concluded the CMO was never set up for success and can't deliver on the business transformation mission it's been given. The new report says the office has never had the authority it needs to overcome cultural barriers to reform. To make matters worse, the CMO position has been held by acting officials more often than Senate-confirmed ones for the past 12 years. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Health and Human Services still has not used the hiring authorities it got from Congress nearly four years ago to recruit needed scientists and researchers. The Government Accountability Office says HHS has not implemented the authorities in the 21st Century Cures Act, which were supposed to help the department appoint up to 2,000 scientists. HHS says it's drafting new guidance that will eventually help its subcomponent agencies begin hiring. The Food and Drug Administration says hiring could take up to six months to complete. Longtime cybersecurity expert Donna Dodson is retiring after 33 years of federal service. Dodson spent her entire career with the National Institute of Standards and Technology. She's been the chief cybersecurity advisor for NIST IT Laboratory and director of the National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence since 2012. In 2019, Dodson received a presidential rank award for her commitment and leadership to improve federal cyber efforts. A new cyber office is coming to the office of the Director of National Intelligence. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. As part of a broad reorganization, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence is consolidating four different cyber offices into a single IC cyber executive. ODNI says this new position will provide a single focal point for the cyber mission and will strengthen the IC cyber posture. Acting Director of National Intelligence Richard Grinnell announced the changes as one of several which have been under discussion for more than a year. Two other changes include the establishment of a DNI for military affairs and the end of the Directorate of National Security Partnerships. I'm Jason Miller. An inspector general says the Interior Department followed the rules when it changed its plans during the most recent government shutdown. The department's IG acknowledged three Interior Bureaus did recall some employees during the 2019 shutdown, but they changed their operating plans while following guidance from the Office of Management and Budget. The Interior IG did not review the funding mechanisms used to change these plans. The Government Accountability Office previously said Interior violated the Federal Lands Recreation Enhancement Act when it brought employees back during the shutdown. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White.